0: Hey everybody, Dave Hagan here. Today we're going to talk with someone that you might not want to talk to a collection attorney. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, yeah. Dave Hagan.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, TFWP as we like to call it. Coming to you straight from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. We've got a really interesting topic here today. I've got a good friend of mine here today. We've been friends for, wow, almost 30 years. And uh, he's been an attorney for thirty years. We met a long time ago. He primarily does litigation and collections. Uh, he's worked for uh, himself. He's worked for a firm where he's presently at. He's worked in house for a collection department. He's an interesting, fun guy. Not as dour as you might suspect. Welcome to Joe Graziano. Hey Dave, great to be here. Hey, good to have you here. You know, and and welcome. Hey, you know, let's, uh, uh, before we get into talking about uh, collections work and what you do, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What have you been doing? What are you up to? I grew up on the East Coast, and I uh, went to college uh, across the street from
2: my house. Okay. So I decided at one point to go to law school, and I said, where am I going to suffer? And I got a book in the mail, which is from Pepperdine. And I said, if I'm going to suffer in law school, I guess I'll
0: go to Pepperdine. So I ended up going to Pepperdine. So they had a gorgeous uh, brochure as to where to go. And you saw that big green lawn and you said, uh, sign me up. That is exactly true. The (laughs)
2: green lawn, it was on the brochure way back in the 80s. And again, I could have went to law school in Boston and froze my tail tail
0: off. but I chose Pepperdine. Very cool, very cool. And in the past, you've done all sorts of interesting things, like uh, you play hockey. I mean, that's kind of a strange thing in Southern California f- to know someone that plays hockey, but that's kind of cool. Well, because across the street from my house where I grew up was a hockey rink, so... And you still you still
2: play hockey? I still play hockey, I mean,
0: yes. you're, you're like, like, you're past 50, right? Uh, yes, I'm yeah. past 50. And you're out there playing hockey with the younger kids? Yes. So kind of a tough guy, maybe, huh? Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> okay, and you got a family and kids and a house and and all the kind of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a house. You got all the you got all that stuff. I but don't the, I don't live in a tent. No, but the important thing is you know just just a regular guy doing a job, uh, getting it done. Correct. Just getting it done. All right. Well, why why did you get into collection work? What was that about?
2: Well, when I first started law, uh, we did. General business work and personal injury, and we did a few collection cases, and I found myself gravitating to the collection cases for some reason.
0: And that's back when you had your own firm, basically. Got a partner, yeah. Back back yes. in the day. Okay. And how's your work different uh, from maybe the t- traditional uh, in-house collector? What, what what distinguishes what you do? Is it a little different? Well, presently we don't make any
2: calls. We send a letter. A demand letter. Uh-huh. And
0: if you don't respond, we we file suit so rather quickly. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, when somebody is trying to collect a debt, they maybe deal with it with their in-house people first. And then they, if they don't get paid, then they refer it out to you. You're, you're kind of the, the fastball pitcher, the relief pitcher correct okay correct All no right. calls i mean
2: a lot of times you hear collection
0: you think of calls you think of people right, right. calling you 50 60 times no calls no nope. we, we don't make any calls. not even a call just one uh one letter and here it comes one letter and then boom okay what kind of stuff are you collecting on these days uh, a lot of car loans and a lot of credit card okay so car loans you getting people current on their payments or uh you picking up their cars uh, a little of both. A little of both. Okay. All right. And then what else are you uh, collecting on these days? Second mortgages. Ooh. Okay. Now that's interesting. From way back when. Way back in the day. From uh, what was it? 08, uh, 09, 2010? Yeah. Yeah, 2010. So people that lost their houses to foreclosure, they had a first, and you're collecting on that second. On that second, which, believe it or not, you still can collect on. Wow. Wow! Ten plus years later, even all this time later, huh? Correct. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, what do you? What what, what other things are you collecting on? That's you, about you do. It. You do credit cards. Credit cards. Yeah. What um, vehicles? I mean, you said cars. Vehicles. Trucks. Motorcycles. Mo- motorcycles. Okay. Motorcycles. So people are not paying on their bikes, yeah. and uh, they uh, they buy their bikes from a well known. Uh, <laughs> manufacturer manufacturer yeah yeah, and yeah they for some reason don't pay wow crazy so they get picked up they get repoed and then they owe more money to the uh, manufacturer correct wow okay all right all right what do you like about your work what is it that uh what is it that you like i like the chase okay i like the chase someone owes something and you know you got to go Collect and take it from them. Right, right. I mean, over the years, I've kind of got that impression. We didn't talk about that before the show. But over the years, I've kind of gotten the impression that one of the things you like about what you do is there's something in your personality that just likes the the chase. The chase. I like, you know, I can't find someone and then I'm
2: sending a discover they, they own this house. Right. They didn't own four years ago, but now they own it. I,
0: I like the chase. Right, right. And there's all sorts of ways that you can find people now I hear from databases and stuff like that. Correct. Databases and Google and Facebook. Isn't that crazy? Facebook is a godsend. (laughs) 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 That's wild. I mean, I can't believe what people put on Facebook and yet it's helping people collect money. There's people that have
2: judgments that'll put on Facebook exactly where they work. And for the life of me, I don't know
0: why, but it's a great thing. Wow. Wow. So a file comes to you. You uh, send out a letter. If they don't respond, they get a lawsuit served on them. Someone walks up to the door, hands them a lawsuit. Correct. Then they call you. And sometimes, a lot of times they don't, and it goes to default, and right, right. we get a judgment, and we chase them. Right. You, and you get a default judgment. You get, uh, what, you garnish wages. You put liens on houses, that kind of stuff. Correct. All right. So when they call you, what are those first calls like? That must be pretty, uh, pretty wild conversation.
2: Well, believe it or not, most times they say, I can't believe you're so nice. Okay. All right. As opposed to, I said, hey, I'm not going to bite your head off. Right. I, I understand.
0: I got a job to do, and uh, this is what Just I'm going to do. give me a proposal, and I'll bring it back to whoever the particular client is. Right, right. Now, it seems to me, in in uh, you know, and as an attorney over the years, I've tried to settle debt or represented clients in, in that context. And it seems to me that there's two schools of thought in terms of collection. I mean, the the quintessential typical collector that everybody thinks about is like the dour, hard-ass guy that's threatening and yelling and screaming. And then there's another school of thought that, and you mentioned this a little bit, you know, I'm not going to bite your head off. I'm just doing what I got to do. I'm the nice guy. Give me a proposal. And it sounds like you fall in that second. I am absolutely in that second. I've seen the first. I've
2: worked at a collection agency for 20 years, Uh and I just... Did not understand when people would yell and make it personal. Right. And if I owed the money, I would not pay you, just mm-hmm. on principle, mm-hmm. because you just yelled at me, you belittled me. Right. Right. So I, I'm of the philosophy: you get more flies with honey.
0: Right. Would you say that there are more collectors now that that use that school of thought than the maybe the old school, the, yell, the yellers and screamers?
2: From what I've seen, uh, you know, years ago. There was more screamers and yellers, from what I've seen. Right now, I think, from what I've seen, right? Uh, no,
0: there's there's more towards what I believe in. And
2: just be nice, right?
0: right. And you, you you feel that you're significantly more successful being nice. I I personally think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of, was kind of my feeling, kind of my thought. Okay. Well, if you're if you're talking to people or in, in your discussions with people I'm sure you've come up with things that, that irritate you and if you could use the flip side of that and uh, uh, give our listeners some thoughts on maybe uh, what they shouldn't do if, if they get a caller and they're on the phone with the collector are there, are there some like rules of thumb or some things that you could give to our uh, listeners to kind of help them get through that, that difficult uh, difficult time tip number one don't yeah, yeah. lie Okay. Don't lie. I like don't it. say you're going to send a
2: payment and you don't. Okay. Don't lie because all you're doing is making that person mad, whether it's an attorney or a collector, and right now right. they're going to take it personal, and
0: they might have hundreds of files, and because you lied, you're going to kind of stick out. Right, right. And you have a whole bunch of files apparently open at one point in time. Any any general rule of thumb how many files you'll be riding at one point? No. Not, no, I mean, no. it varies, just depend upon yeah, the no. size. Okay. All right. So number one, you said, hey, don't tell the truth. Don't lie to somebody. What else? Don't ignore the debt
2: because it's only going to get worse. Okay. If you owe $10,000 and that's the principal, and you ignore it instead of trying to work it out, well, that $10,000 is probably going to become 15000 or something in that neighborhood. Right. By the time
0: everything's said and done. What kind of interest rates are you seeing, contractual interest rates, are you seeing on some of the debt that, uh, that you're collecting these days? Generally, with the
2: car loans that I do, uh-huh. I see anywhere from 9% to 27%, somewhere in that, although I am aware there
0: are others that when you pledge your car, it could be 100%, could right. be more. Right. Now, when you pledge your car, you're talking about a car title loan? Correct. Now, what kind of interest rates do you see on that? Crazy ones. Yeah, like? uh, I don't think I've seen one less than 90%. 90% APR? Uh, Yeah. 90% ATR on a car title loan? Yeah. I mean, would you ever advise anyone to go out and get a car title loan? (laughs) No. That sounds crazy to me. It is crazy, but people do it. Yeah. They borrow the money. They post the car for collateral. They agree to pay 90%, and then they don't pay or they can't pay. What happens? Uh, try to repo the car right? or at a minimum get sued for what you owe. Right. Wow. So not only will the car get repoed, but there could be a, an unpaid portion called, what, a deficiency, I think.
2: The, it is called a deficiency and there absolutely will, even if it gets repoed, will be a deficiency when you're paying that kind of interest. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. Okay. All right. Were there other tips that you might uh, give to the listeners? Be honest and don't ignore it. Uh, don't ignore the
2: debt, and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to call the collection attorney. Because most of the collection attorneys that I know and I've seen are not going to bite your head off. They just want to work something out. They want
0: creditors want money. They don't want a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So, so they'll work something out. Offer them some money. Offer them something. See if it flies. Maybe. What do you think? Yeah. But, okay. But be realistic. Don't offer, you know, two cents on the dollar because that's not going to work. Right, right. I mean, I remember one time someone called me and they said, well, if I send them $10 a month, there's nothing they can do. I said, if you owe more than that, yeah, yeah, you're going to get sued at some point. There's a lot they can do. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, lump sum settlements? Do you do any of that? We do that. We generally, especially with the credit card debt, the the
2: company we work with generally offers two tiers, lump sum for X mm-hmm. and then payments over two, three years for X plus.
0: So you can get a discount if you can come up with that lump sum. Right, right, right. And of course, all the listeners are going, oh, what's, what is that X? And I'm not going to ask you that because that's probably proprietary. Uh, no, it, it varies by case by case. Okay. I mean, if you own a house and they know
2: it, your, your X is going to be higher than someone who's unemployed and doesn't own a house.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Okay. All right. Any other tips? Any other thoughts? No other tips that I can think of. Okay. All right. All right. What about uh, some war stories? You got? Some, I'm sure you see some wild stuff. I, I have a few war stories. I have one that involved the
2: Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Okay. they We sent them in to do a keeper, and a keeper is when the sheriff comes in and takes over the business. And this uh, deputy back in the day, I think he was the head of the department, when uh, we would do a lot of keepers with him, so I got to know him fairly well. And he went to this business one day, and he actually, I don't know why, but he actually took a San Leandro police uh, officer in a separate car with him, and he walked up to the owner of the business and announced what he was doing, and the owner told him, no, you're not. <laughs> and he said, what do you mean, <laughs> no, I'm not? And he goes, I- I'm here to you know, serve this levy, and mm-hmm. we're going to take over this business. He said no you're not well who's gonna stop me the uh, the owner said and the officer said I'm gonna stop you he said no you're not I have a gun (laughs) and the head deputy turned to the other officer in the San Leandro police uh, cruiser and said you see him right there he has a shotgun and we're 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 taking over this business, right? And ultimately, they did. Wow, no so, fooling, so no fooling around. My question to the officer was, why didn't you arrest him for threatening, for threatening a, poli- a peace officer? Sure, and sure. the response was, do you know how much paperwork I would have had to do on this? And I, I didn't want to bother with it, and I knew he wasn't going to do anything to me, wow. so.
0: That's one story. I, I remember, you know, just as, as an aside, I remember years ago I was talking to a, a someone who owned a business, and uh, they were on the phone, and um, I was talking to them on the phone, and I said, you know, ultimately, someone will put a keeper in your business. They'll come in, and, and they'll shut you down, or they'll operate the business, or they'll take the money out of the till, and, the, and this lady was saying, oh, no, no, I know they won't do that, and I said, yeah, you know, they will. It, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen, and they will come in and they will they will shut you down. Oh, oh no, no, I don't think that that'll happen in this country. And right at that point, I hear in the background, <laughs> "All right, for sure, <laughs> everybody out." And she goes, "What do I do?" I said, "Well, I, I guess you hang up and get out." <laughs> she ended up filing bankruptcy because that was that was the end of the line. But oh my goodness, this stuff does happen. I, I have other stories.
2: There is one at. Uh A casino, not going to name names, uh, that was in a food court. And every time we sent the keeper in, the keeper would take the money, and then she'd shut for the rest of the day. Wow. Um, Another one was a downtown business. And I remember this distinctly. We made a deal. See, this goes back to don't lie. We made a deal for $6,000. They owed $10,000, and they wouldn't pay the $6,000. So we sent the keeper in, and... The sheriff called me after he was in there, and he started whispering to me that I need to call for backup because they're trying to ship out the back door, and he could only cover the front, so he needed assistance. And he also said they were throwing phones against the wall and swearing and cursing, and um, they weren't going to pay this. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, keep me posted. Mm -hmm. And a couple hours later, he had my direct extension couple hours later, I picked up the phone, and I heard counting. I heard 97, 98, 98. Uh, long story short, they uh, paid him the $10,000 in cash, and he was actually counting it as he was calling
0: me, and he wow. said, yeah, we're good, we're good. So they paid him, and he, and he walked out the door. They paid him in full. Now, your day, then, has got to be like, some days at least, a, a three-ring circus. You've got, you've got guys out in, in the business. You've got enforcement out in business. you got people. You're filing lawsuits. you got people calling you to settle. I mean, this has got to be a very full and interesting day. We had one last week, actually,
2: Friday before the weekend, uh, where a motorcycle was taken by the sheriff, but unfortunately there was no wheels on it.
0: Wow. They, they took back the motorcycle, and it, <laughs> the wheels were stripped. So the guy took the wheels off so it wouldn't get repoed allegedly yeah allegedly yeah I, that's
2: a first for me hearing and, of a stripped motorcycle and they, they pair
0: stripped vehicles but really do you know do you see people that strip their vehicles so they don't get pulled back um no you i mean you hear these stories people strip vehicles
2: but right. but in this case they stripped the motorcycle they stripped the motorcycle wheels but but it was picked up anyway it was picked up and returned to the owner well you know the the agent right I have another story. One time we uh, in Beverly Hills, I went to the ceremonial opening of a safe deposit box. So we're all excited. We're going to bust open the safe deposit box. Wow. Do you have to get a court order for that? Um, No. You just need a writ. Really? You just need a writ. Writ of of execution. Writ of execution. Tell the sheriff that you want to open the safe deposit box. They do it. Basically, they need to get a locksmith. So they bring a locksmith. With them, I happened to be there for this one, and uh, they opened it up, and there was a big wad of cash, yeah, in a you know, sealed envelope, right? Right, unfortunately, it was uh, movie money,
0: it was fake, it was fake. <laughs> so, they were like in so, their safety deposit box, they were saving fake I money. I have
2: no explanation for that. I, no. I don't know why it was in a safe deposit box, but I got really excited because it looked like uh. Thousands and thousands of $100 right. bills. Right. And, uh, you know, when you see money being moved in sure. a sealed package, and that's what it looked like. And then unfortunately, it was a prop for a movie. And that's all that was in the safe deposit box. That was it. So it had the band around it, like it just oh, yeah. came from it, the mint it, or whatever? Uh, I, yeah. It, it, it looked like I was like, oh, my God. We <laughs> hit pay dirt. And wow. then uh, I, think, I think the sheriff is the one who noticed. Um, yeah, this is fake.
0: Wow! So. Wow! And you enjoy again. You enjoy the you pursue. You enjoy the, the chase. The chase in a, in a in a fast and friendly way. But you yes. enjoy the chase. If you're nice, I'm nice. Yeah, that, that works out good. There's a big tip for people. If you're a jerk, I'm a jerk. Yeah, be be nice. Be nice, because otherwise someone's going to enjoy enjoy the uh, enjoy the chase. You have anyone ever show up to your office? Uh, yeah, we have. And we, in, in the past, we had and uh, we had a
2: collector one time. And this is what the man was there for. Uh, he literally looked like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, just a little bit smaller, but right. not much. Nah. <laughs> not much. And and this gentleman was a small uh, Asian man. Uh huh. And he said, "I need to see, I need to see this person mm-hmm. because he's giving me such a hard time." Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the conference room, and this person came around the corner and. <laughs> and the individual's uh, jaw dropped. Like, oh my God!
0: Like, yeah, I don't think you want to be messing with him. Don't want to be getting uh, fooled around with that, huh? No. So let me ask you this: Would you, would you go to law school again? Would you travel across the country and come out to Pepperdine in the big lawn and practice law again? Uh, that's a hard question to ask because I know I don't have to do that. Um, right.
2: And it was thirty years ago. At this age, probably not. Yeah. Um, going back, I mean. Again, I like to chase. I like to go to court. So mm-hmm. w- you have to go to law school to get that accomplished. So right, I right. Guess, I guess at the end of the day I would, but I really wouldn't be looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. How many days a week do you go to court typically? Uh, that depends. I mean, there could be, well,
2: first, and you're, you're well aware of this, court calls the savior of all. Right. Explain uh, to everybody what court call is. Court call is judges allow you to appear in court uh basically on a speakerphone on inside the courtroom, so you don't have to appear. In the old days, you had to appear for everything in the last, I don't know if it's been 20 years, but it's been a while. You can, for routine hearings, appear by phone, and you hear the proceedings
0: in the courtroom. It's as if you're in the courtroom. The only thing is you're not physically in the courtroom. So you save yourself the time and the gas and the travel, less expense to the client because they're not paying you whatever, an hour to sit in traffic, Correct. Blah, 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 Correct. But you got to, what, set up? You got to set that up with the you, court ahead of time? You, you just can't to, call. You can't just call. You right. have to
2: set it up. Sometimes it's operator assistance. Sometimes right. there's a special pin you put in and right. then you're there. Uh, and I know Court Call uh, puts on their website how many uh, pollutants they've saved over the years. So. That's a godsend, so uh, do you count that as going to court? I mean, when you ask how many times a week, it varies, sometimes once,
0: sometimes three times a week. Right. The rest of the time you're just sitting in the chair, running this three-ring circus with the enforcement and people calling and filing lawsuits— well, I don't
2: run it. I'm a I'm a soldier, but
0: uh, yes. I mean, you're running your you're running your desk. You're running your cases. Yes. You're running yes. those that you got to do. Yeah. Do uh, and at the firm now, do they keep do they keep track of what you bring in? They keep uh, track of because there's a whole bunch of attorneys, not a whole bunch, but a, a handful of attorneys. I would think at the firm where you work. Yeah, there's a there's a department, and our department there's me and an, another lady, okay.
2: and uh, we have our there's a tra- there's a way to track, and you can see all the checks that have come in.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you get satisfaction out of knowing, hey, it was a good week I brought in, da, 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 or it's just like, eh. Part of the job, I mean, I did. I
2: actually looked at it today to see what came in because I don't know what comes in. I don't well, see it. Let me so. let me
0: ask you this. Was it a good week? Um, I don't think it was the greatest of
2: weeks. Last oh, okay. Week. Yeah. Yeah. okay. I don't yeah. think it was the greatest. Holiday probably had a lot to do with that.
0: Yeah, that's right. It was a short week, four-day week. Correct. Less stuff comes in all right very cool very cool well let's let's, let's bring this uh, let's bring this to a head and, and, and sum up uh, what are some takeaways uh, I would think one collection of attorneys are just plum people regular folks family people hockey players uh, people that are just out uh, doing what they do and that's, that's their job um, what are some tips that you would uh, give to people what I think I heard you say tell the truth for sure um, Two: communicate Tell the truth,
2: communicate, yeah. don't lie, because if you say you don't own a house, it's, and we find out later, yeah. now you've just risen, risen to the top of the pile right. of cases, because now you lied to us. You said you didn't have a house, and you really do have yeah, a
0: house. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to catch. It's pretty easy to catch. I mean, even if someone's got a trust... Isn't it pretty easy to catch? It's easy to catch.
2: Because their last name is on the trust. Exactly. And if it's a living trust, then you can still put a lien and go after it. If it's not a living trust, which irre- irrevocable trust, which is like 1% of the trust, right, right, then you can't do anything, but you can't change an revoc- irrevocable
0: trust. So right. most people don't put their assets in an irrevocable trust. Right, right. So they put their they put their assets in a living trust or a, a revocable trust those are basically two descriptions of the same thing and you're telling me that that provides no protection Correct. from credit. you can get through that like a warm knife through butter huh well yeah i mean yeah you can makes it makes it a lot easier it, it's it's in that trust but it's it's reachable right right so work it out maybe lump sum sometimes payments over 2 years at least in your office Lump sum is uh, if you
2: have the money, which most people don't have the lump sum, but right. if you have the lump sum, I highly
0: recommend that you take care of it right. because they'll give you a discount and then you're done. Right. Any tips for people on, in terms of how they might avoid having to talk to a, a collection attorney even from the get go? Well, pay, pay your bills and there won't be any well, collection yeah. Or don't sign up for things that you don't think you're going to be able to pay. Yeah,
2: that's what I see. I just don't sign something that you're not going to pay. If it's a high interest rate, consider something else. I yeah. mean, you don't need that car at
0: 30% interest. That's killer. And people do that, 30%. People but You do said it. more than that on the title loans. Well, on the title loans, forget it. Um, but I mean, people do what they got to do. But
2: people do what they got to do. And I'm just saying, don't do it. If if you can avoid it,
0: right, 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 right. All right, well, very cool, Joe. Thanks for stopping by. I know you're you're heading out of town. You're on your way to the airport, <laughs> and we appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. But I'm i I'm a big fan, even though uh, you know in our professional careers over the years we've kind of done things that are on the opposite side of the. Uh, uh, the envelope, if you will. Yes, you're the bad guy. No, you're the bad guy. You're the bad you're guy. The bad you
2: file guy. bankruptcy,
0: and we can't do anything. I'm, I'm for justice and fresh start. <laughs> and <laughs> but we have we ever had any cases against each other? I don't know that we no, have. I don't think we have. No, no. But I'll tell you what. When uh, one time I, ha- I had a business case, and uh, we know we needed to look into. Uh, actually, we were defending a lawsuit. And uh, you were able to kind of talk into my ear and say, hey, check this, check that. And I look like a really, really smart guy. <laughs> I made you look smart. You made me look really smart. In fact, that client was really happy with me. I appreciate that. Well, You're welcome. Man. All right. So that's uh, Joe Graziano, a collection attorney. Maybe we'll have you come back and tell us some more of this interesting stuff. Have a safe flight. And I think that's a wrap. This is Dave Hagan. And you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.